0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Jones of all ages, welcome to the main event of the evening. It's talking Joe of Chief and Chris. Yo, Joe! Yo
1: Joe!
2: Hey, 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 it's me, the Chief, joined by you, Diagnostic80, a.k.a. Christopher McLeod, or the other way around. I always do that from the 4Force podcast, and of course, this one. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, we take it anywhere we can get it over here. Um, gross. I am doing well, I think. Are you, just, are you Are you just upset yo, yo. that the Super Bowl was high-scoring?
0: Well, we had a brief chat. Post Super Bowl because this will go out a few days. Uh, obviously, we're late to the party, um, but that's how it goes. I, as from previously mentioned, I like defense and not a lot of points. And, Weird. Uh, Weird. We we mentioned that at one point you were thinking, oh wait a minute, this is this is twenty to ten. Chiefs loving this going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, it's an absolute dream. And then Mahomes the, turned it on. Mahomes went mentor <laughs> for twenty one.
2: 20-yard penalty of first down, first and goal, pass, open, touchdown, Kelsey, Chiefs are back in it. Second down and seven, Mahomes, Watkins, what a throw!
1: Sammy Watkins out of bounds near the 11. Mahomes throws, pass,
2: caught, Williams, touchdown! Kansas City jumps on top. Obviously now second and six, Williams makes a cut. And will roll into the end zone for the
1: touchdown. No flags.
2: Sammy Watkins pulled out some absolute stunners as well, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, and uh,
0: I actually had did have a bet on under total points and the line was 53.5. So with there being 51, that bet did cash money me up. And I had a few other winners, but I think the other twenty or so losers offset it all. So,
2: <laughs> mate, that sucks. But I've got you know got to say that was crazy. I mean, I'm I'm obviously I, I would say I'm a Chicago Bears man originally, and um, obviously it's it, in the UK it's different. It's it's difficult to have any kind of loyalty to a to a side necessarily, but. Uh, I've always liked, liked the Bears. And obviously, joining this family that I I' married into, they're all hardcore Kansas City Chiefs fans. So you can oh, imagine, right. imagine what the atmosphere was like in this house. It was incredible. And we walked the dogs yesterday. Cars driving past, shouting, Go Chiefs at the top of their voices at us as, a, as they're going past. We weren't even wearing any Chiefs gear. So, like, it's just so funny how. How it is, it's like everyone just going nuts. The postman drove up. He was basically a full kit. Right. He <laughs> was like, you know, like kind of waving at us and all happy and celebratory and everything. So, yeah, it's been um, pretty, pretty incredible for, for, for this area.
0: I ended up watching the first half, going to bed at just after 1 a.m., and then recorded it on the old Virgin box, and then watched the second half in the morning on times 1.5 speed. Uh, because I had to go to work. So that took a little bit of the fun out of it.
2: Or like Benny Hill. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: but it was good. And I'd eaten all my... I got loads of Super Bowl snacks in. And I'd eaten all of them by about 9.30pm. At least two hours prior to kick off. And the one thing I didn't eat was a can of grape soda. Which I posted uh, on the socials that I found in my bag the next day. So I decided to watch Star Wars Episode 4 and drink that can of soda. Nice. Trying to think what else I've been doing. Not much, really. Um, I think I'm going to watch The Joker tomorrow night.
2: Oh, it was an interesting film. Yeah, I really enjoyed that.
0: Cheap plug, cheap plug. My other podcast, The Outer Timers, of which Episode 1 is now live. It's really Um, good, guys. check it out. It's really good. On, in fact... No, I think it was on episode two, which we've recorded but haven't released yet. Me and Ben, he mentions watching The Joker and he watched it three times over two days. Wow. Because he said he watched it the first time. Um, spoilers didn't get for it. if you're going to listen to the episode. <laughs> but he watched it the first time didn't get it. and didn't like it and felt thoroughly depressed with humanity as a whole. Yeah. And then overnight, he said he couldn't stop thinking about it. And so then he had to watch it straight away when he woke up the next day. And then had a 180 degree turn and basically said this film is a masterpiece. Weird. And then in the afternoon, he watched the commentary of the of the movie. So effectively watched it three times in two days. So wow. I don't think I'll watch it three days, but then again, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, I'll let you know next week on Talking Joe what I thought of the Joker. Joker update. Yeah. <laughs> Joker update. You liked it or not? Yeah, retro Joker <laughs> is
2: what I'm watching. No, I I liked it. I thought it was... A huge departure from a lot of the DC, even though they do a lot of dark stuff, the DC universe. Yep. Well, I he thought... said
0: one of Ben's points was not to cut you off. Well, no, I did cut you off. Go for it. Yeah, uh, one of his points was he felt it wasn't. I said, Is it definitely a DC movie? And he said, Not really, no, no, because he said it could didn't have to be placed in Gotham. And he said, You could argue that the character wasn't even the Joker from DC Jokers.
2: Yeah, in actual fact, I think it would have been pretty cool had it not been called the Joker. And you, for the whole film, you don't re- you you're just seeing this film and yeah. then at the end the reveal would be that he is the Joker. Yeah. That would have been incredibly cool. Like it would have been not only an amazing film, but that having that aspect of it kept hidden until right towards the end of the film like you know maybe maybe the fact that the city that is, you know you find out that he's in Gotham at the end and you're like what you know that would have been so unbelievably cool because it yeah. is like it's just a it's just a really you know depressing powerful interesting look at that type of you know scenario and situation and you know all of that kind of stuff and then really at the same time quite powerful and shocking at the end and and then yeah but you know really really cool and i kind of there's a couple of things that happen in it that i could kind of, i kind of knew were happening like i'm not going to give it away now because you haven't no. watched it yet have you but something happens in it and i'm like i know what's going on there but that's all i'm going to say and okay. right. oh yeah but other than that really liked it yeah all right
0: uh i, I will get on that and uh let you know what i think
2: but I'm actually quite peckish because it's
0: now eight minutes past 8pm in the UK time and I do not really have a big big tea time so uh, oh. I'm going to have a snack so it's time for the snack, snack segment of the show. Snack, snack, attacker. Snack, snack, snack attacker. Chief and Chris, like on Solo and Chewbacca. I'm travelling through hyperspace to get some snacks.
2: Snack, 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 snacker,
0: snacker. Our listeners will be very pleased. Numbers are going to skyrocket because I do not have a crunchy snack this week.
2: Yeah, but my bag's really noisy. Excellent.
0: I I have got an RX bar. Oh, okay. Do you you know what that is? I've heard of it, but I've never had one. I think it's quite well known in the States. Well, not well known, but it's out there in the States. But I don't... It's like like an energy bar or something. Yeah, I've never really seen it in the UK. Uh, This is a 52 gram peanut butter protein bar. Now, I am... I'm not saying I'm vegan, Uh, I am trying to eat a plant-based diet, so trying not to eat uh, meat or dairy, but if I've got something that is dairy-based or meat-based, well not meat, but dairy-based, I'm probably going to, you know, it's not going to kill myself not to not have it. And this, because on the front, this actually says three egg whites, 14 peanuts, two dates, no BS. Three egg whites. So it has got egg whites in it. It's very small. It's 52 grams, so it's carrying a lot of weight in a small package. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, let's get into this thing.
2: Snack. Snack, oh,
0: yeah. Snacker. tacker. Dicky, b- did this one. Right. Oh, the chewy one.
2: <laughs> did you put all of it in your mouth or just a bite? It sounded like you put the entire bar in there. i will say roughly 37%. Wow, that's still quite a lot.
0: So, can't really give you a comment yet, because um, it's so hard to chew, I've not, it's not
2: hit my taste buds yet. We'll give you a few more hours then. Oh, right, I'm This is the ASMR segment of the show, yeah. by the way.
0: That's nice. That's a good one. I rate that. Right, While I munch, I'm going to go on mute while you tell everyone what yours is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well, um, mine, I'm cheating. Uh, you can probably hear the crunch of the bag here. I'm cheating in a sense because I've had these many, many times before. I love them to death, and they are Twizzlers. Now, I've got these strawberry artificially flavoured low-fat snack Twizzler twists uh, in a big old bag. Now these were these were obviously they, they were purchased for me uh, and me alone uh, for the Super Bowl by my lovely in-laws and I didn't eat any so I thought you know what I'll have one or twelve or the whole bag for this show instead. Oh no, um, yeah, amazing Twizzlers.
0: Next? Well, I'm still chewing, so excuse excuse me, listeners. We're going to talk about out. some comics. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk! Larry Ham arrives. Then, Chief and Chris discuss them. Whoa! Comic talk! Oh, comic
2: talk! Larry Ham arrives. Then, Chief and Chris discuss them. Whoa! Why do we always do this? Why do we always like eat and then immediately go into a segment that is really, you know, well, conversation-heavy?
0: It was easier with drinks, wasn't it? Because, because oh, you can. Mate.
2: Because yeah. you can kind of, yeah, no one ever knew what we were doing. And now I'm no. just like, listen to my voice. I'm like, I'm oh, 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 oh. yeah. I'm like. What well, we, we might do uh, we is
0: might, we might chuck a surprise in the works. One week we'll do a, we'll do a uh, return to beverage return for the Return to beverages,
2: yeah. yeah. Return of the drinks it is.
0: Anyway, last time on A Real American Hero. Cobra, contracted to the United States to bolster national security, began chasing down members of the disbanded G.I. Joe. Never once to give up, the Joes decided to bring the fight to Cobra. As Snake Eyes and Scarlet made their way through the back door of Cobra HQ, Duke and the others stormed the front. They barely escaped the silent castle with their objective, evidence that would exonerate G.I. Joe and reveal Cobra's true intentions. The victory may be short-lived, as Snake Eyes is taken captive and strapped down on Dr. Venom's brainwave scanner. Oh, the scanner again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you love the scanner, don't you? Oh. So, opening. Yeah, so this is uh, issues. Actually, let's do the um, let's do the covers. Issue one hundred and sixty. I've got cover A here on my issue. Face. This is split face, s- uh, snake eyes on the left, storm shield on the right.
2: But look how they're split. Oh, and the cobra is... background. Yeah, yeah. And he's also got a cobra sigil on his. forehead. I never out. actually
0: noticed that until you been pointing out. Really cool. Well, that is. That's why I'm. That's why I'm paid the big bucks. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's really cool. Cover B. I've got a small inset on the inside cover of the issue and it is by Rod Wiggum and it's Dr. Venom's face on the scanner as you see a close-up of Snake Eye's hand when yeah. he's strapped into the brainwave scanner. That's pretty cool.
2: That's, yeah, oh, yeah, I like that one.
0: And then the incentive cover, the retail incentive, is the Larry Harmer pencils for the finished cover A by Augustine Padilla. And this is one where previously, uh, I think we both agreed that we preferred Larry Harmer's versions. Here, I think I prefer the uh, Padilla agreed. version.
2: Agreed, yeah. I mean, obviously, with this one, it's a bit easier to improve on. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's the other ones, well. Larry nailed it with like the perspectives and the and the yeah. you know and everything that was going on in the shots. Yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Open him, splash, snake eyes, and he's got some kind of Kirby or Zartan kind of effect. Yeah, Where actually, we saw those effects in one of the later Marvel run we issues. We did,
2: yeah, we did. And I thought. I think, I even mentioned that I thought it was Zartan turning into a console. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Mindbender and Cobra Commander kind of uh, leaning over him. Uh, initially, I was like, "What? Why was Snake Eyes strapped in here?" And Cobra Commander's like, "No, it has to be done immediately, Doctor Mindbender." What? What were they? I, I just lost complete. Track of what the brainwave scanner does in terms of
2: well, they they just want him to get they get they want to get him on Cobra's side. They want to brainwash yeah, him. Yeah, I I
0: completely forgot the uh, the brainwashing properties of the brainwave scanner, which is silly because we've seen it so much.
2: Yeah, and well, I was going to say this ver You know how we've talked about in the past how the brainwave scanner's got all these different ways of working. Yeah, because I don't think they really nailed down its actual proper use, or there would may be maybe been some miscommunication with Larry and the art team in the past. They give us-
0: the explanation don't they yeah and this yeah. one
2: is like cobra commander's an avatar in uh, and it's all on the computer screen so it's all done virtually this time and cobra commander goes through a maze basically busting it all down uh the maze being snake eyes brain and then all these like childhood memories are destroyed and and so on and yeah. so forth and while spilly aka dr venom and uh the baroness and destro look on to see what's going on yeah that's it and and that first
0: panel on page two Billy looks whacked out, man. He is manic. Yeah, you can definitely see some
2: Dr. Venom in his face, can't you?
0: Yeah, I think that's, you know, he, he is crazed. And like you say, he's he's obviously been impregnated, so to speak, <laughs> with uh, Venom's personality. Gross. They lightly touch on the Billy... Baroness romance. I'm glad you finished
2: that sentence. They lightly <laughs> touched on the Billy. I was like, "Hang on
0: what What have you been reading?" With, with kind of Destro longingly,
2: hopefully yeah. looking on. I did mention that last month. Like, where the hell has he been in this relationship building process? And yeah, then we never really saw him... where the breakdown
0: of of Baroness and Destro came from. Because last yeah. we saw, they were, you know, he was going to give it all up, wasn't he, at one point for her?
2: I f- I, f- I feel I think it's kind of weird that Larry jumped on like a few you know like moments ahead of where they left off i feel i feel like that's odd an odd decision yeah. on on his behalf like i would have i would not have you know i wouldn't have been opposed to him just going straight like literally the next scene from what the last issue in the marvel run had been but there's yeah. there's time has gone by here not loads but enough that some things have happened that we just never really find out why
0: yeah i think I think a couple of things. Maybe he didn't want to have to go back and reread all of the previous issues he'd written. <laughs> Probably, and also it gives you a little bit of leeway because if you do start not directly, but you do start sometime in the future, it you can gives explain you some things away. I suppose, yeah, you don't yeah. have to, You don't have to then explain necessarily explain things because. You know, we don't know what happened in between, and we're just taking this as the new status quo kind of thing. So, Totes. I think it kind of works. Well, it works for me. I think it
2: doesn't. It it doesn't. It doesn't for me. Like right. the, the the next scene where we see Storm Shadow appearing with Scarlet. Yeah, and you've got these. You know, the guys that basically dobbed in the Joes in the, or the gypsies to Destro's castle last time yeah. managed to get away before it all kicked off because they weren't gypsies. They were GI Joe, and they were. Taken over the castle, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Storm Shadow and Scarlet appear from the trees. He's carrying Scarlet because she's injured or uh, unconscious, and he's like, "You're going to give me a car, otherwise there's going to be trouble." And then he, they're obviously they're like, "No, we're going to beat you up." And then Storm Shadow just kind of kicks absolute. Ass. And yeah. then the the last guy's got a gun, and he's. I love this bit where he's like, <laughs> "Oh, you've got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't like those things. They create." delusions of power and security in the weak and incompetent and then uh, he says I see the keys are in the the ignition one point in your favour continuing to be stupid about that gun is deducting many points however yeah do you mind closing the trunk for me I'm waiting and then he closes the trunk and And he drives off thank you (laughs) brilliant yeah that is a fantastic
0: scene that's a fantastic scene the next couple of pages for some reason I feel although the art is good it, it feels different to the previous art we've seen from padilla i don't know i think what it's it the is. coloring that's i'm been, not saying it's bad but yeah. yeah maybe you're right maybe the, but then i did look back and we got um oh yeah got a quick shout out this was uh written obviously by larry harmer pencils and inks by augustin SL padilla galant. colors by jay brown
2: oh is it yeah it's padilla still isn't it of course it yeah it's Sorry. the last
0: issue and then galant comes on next issue but i was looking back at the previous ones and i think it's the same chris still jay brown doing the colors but yeah something is definitely different and not necessarily in a negative way but just it just looks different to his previous Yeah, if you art. look
2: if you go back to the the storm shadow page, the way that the the sky's done is kind of similar, but then the way that everything's shaded, the way that the, you know, like the, the, there's a like a heavy shading going on in the previous yeah. couple of panels, like real heavy shading in all of those panels and we're kind of outside, you know, they are next to some trees, so maybe he's kind of trying to cast some shadows from the tree line. But then when you get to this stage, the shading changes completely and everything's very clear and clean and crisp. And then we go back to the heavy shading again. It's really odd. I I know what you mean, though.
0: Yeah. And this scene, there was a bit in here that I didn't really get because they're all trying to sneak out of the country. Yeah. uh, The Joes we're talking about. And one of the passport border patrol uh, in Barovia has has come up to him on the bus and he said, uh, the rest of you, uh, he's got Stalker's passport and he's Irish. And then he says, the rest of you have passports from Canada, Australia, Jamaica, and Finland. Just what do all of you have in common that you're travelling together? And he goes, uh, basketball? I don't Well, get He it. doesn't.
2: She does. She says well, basketball. she does, yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, it's just to say that they're a basketball team and they're all from different, you know, they're, they're all from different countries. Uh, they they yeah, just I don't play get it. for a basketball Is it widely, team?
0: widely regarded that basketball teams are made up of multinationalities?
2: No, but sporting teams are. Look at, right. look at, um, well, look at any basketball team. You've got, Petrovic's and Donchich's and friggin' Vladi Divac's, and you know, all sorts of different players. Steve Nash, right? (laughs) But But like, like, joke fell
0: flat on the chief, is all I'm saying.
2: I think it's just a way of them, you know, like it doesn't. Basketball isn't a specific thing, I mean, it is a specific thing, but it's not meant to be like she could have said football, she could have said, yeah any any sport but it's just to say that they're a traveling team made up of multiple nationalities that's all that's all that's how they get around it i suppose it
0: would have been funner if he said like the
2: circus and one of them was painted up like the white clown anyway <laughs> but yeah i do wonder why they all had such drastically different passports in the yeah. first place it's like why bother doing that why don't you all just have different you know names on american passports yeah I don't that's not all can, canadian the bit i didn't get yeah yeah but uh, but anyway yeah, it's just, anyway. just what it is hawk cleaning house yeah hawk kind of going around and finding the crimson guards uh all kind of like hidden away and he basically finds one was he does he off him or not or are we assuming he just captures him oh no just just captures him right yeah, okay
0: just takes him in and this will put this will probably be a recurring seg- mini segment each issue, I'd like to try and find one piece of ninjutsu, and I think I spotted it coming up here where Storm Shadow is able to tell that a man riding a motorbike is actually Zartan. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it's a I moped, mean, a scooter, I guess. He, It could, yeah, I mean... I suppose it, you don't need to be a ninja to do that, but...
2: But the, the, it's it's the fact that he said Zartan. Ri- I've seen Zartan ride his motorcycle. You can change your appearance, but you can't change how you ride a motorcycle or something like that. It's like yeah, you can't. Um,
0: he's he's not so good at disguising his body language.
2: Yeah, yeah. And which I think is you know that you're right. It's like ninja bull.
0: So that's our first uh, ninja bull. Ninja bull. It's all the time.
2: G.I. Joe and ninja
0: bull. There you go. Yeah. Done. There you go. Uh, that can be your first your first jingle official. First jingle. I'll give it I to feel,
2: you. Oh, I feel really excited.
0: So Storm Shadow has escaped the Silent Castle with Scarlet and Zartan is in pursuit. Do we need to know why? I mean we don't really know why. Is it just surveillance or is it's irrelevant almost I guess, but anyway, he's been and well, Zartan's, Zartan's
2: still under the brainwave scanner thing, isn't he? zartan yeah i'm not
0: sure and zartan i don't think so we're, we're covering two issues this week and i don't think we covered the cover for the next issue we'll do that in a minute I um, but i don't think zartan appears for the rest of this issue or even the next issue so we don't know what's happened to him are we, are we assuming that storm shadow has taken him
2: back to the pit no he'd knocked okay. him out and left him where he is because when we see storm shadow and snake and scarlet again they're on their own on a moped he nicked his moped and left him where oh, he oh yeah 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 we get
0: a. Uh, we, oh, yeah, now I'm on that page, yeah. Bloody hell, I read this about 20 minutes ago. It's amazing how quickly I forget stuff. It's
2: amazing. It, it really is amazing.
0: Yeah, I think I've got a family downstairs. I'm not sure. No, you haven't. Okay. okay. Um, They're not there, mate. So it's a matrix. For, for potential... <laughs> it's a Jedi mind trick. Total potential, recall. For, for, a potential, <laughs> for potential new readers, we also get a little bit of uh, backstory from Snake Eyes as Cabra Commanders yeah, tromping good, through his memories.
2: Good way to do the uh, flashbacks uh, by delving into his brain, actually... Yeah. And destroying those memories. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, big sledgehammers.
0: And then towards the end, Cobra Commander wants to know if he's satisfied with the brainwashing. So Snake Eyes gets let loose and destroys a load of BATs, pulls a couple of hand cannons Whee! on, on a Cobra Commander, and then quickly whips them round. Uh, handle first for them to take him off of him. and You were uh, saying
2: Cobra Commander. Yeah, in your That's best uh, Mindbender
0: accent. And uh, yeah, basically they now feel like they've got a, a Snake Eyes
2: uh, weapon of mass destruction. Yes, I did like this bit where it's kind of like, oh no, it hasn't worked because he's beaten up, he's destroying all the bats, but he was just showing that he's like super ninja and he's yep. all bad and all Cobra-like. Yeah. Um, but I, we should say we we did kind of skip over an important part in the run. Storm Shadow and Scarlet do catch up with the Joes before they evac. Yes, with Wild Bill in the C one thirty, which we see like constantly throughout this run, which is great. Like I, I do love Wild Bill in the C one thirty. Yeah, it's like almost like you know the Dragonflies kind of not they're not irrelevant they're not like useless or irrelevant. We don't really see them that often, but he is way more useful in this role as the C 130 Hercules pilot.
0: Yeah, and that vehicle's more useful, isn't it? Because yes, exactly. it can take more people and can take vehicles.
2: Exactly. So it kind of gives him more of a, a major role, uh Major, who's yep. another he's not a character, I've just I haven't made that up. <laughs> oh, major then, role. I want to see him now. <laughs> he's just a big he's just like a big burger bun. Yeah. Um yeah, so we're basically <laughs> with a beret on. Um so the Storm Shadow and Scarlet turn up and they're like, well Storm Shadow I'm going have to take you in to custody and he's like, I will happily go in if. if we, if we, there is a tangible plan to rescue Snake Eyes, and they're like, okay, cool. So they all kind of, you know, go off to the pit together, knowing that Snake uh, Storm Shadow is beyond the brainwave scanner control now, uh, but Snake Eyes isn't. So boom, we've got Snake yep. Eyes as a Cobra officer, a trooper, soldier, yeah, whatever you want guy. to call
0: it. My favourite line of dialogue from this is on page 21, which is the penultimate page, Cobra Commander, uh, when Snake Eyes pulls the guns on him. Dr. Mindbender, you alopecious barber monger. I'm not sure what a barber monger is, but I'm using that as an insult tomorrow. Believe it.
2: My one was, this is too fine a moment to sully with quibbles and, I've got to get this word right, petty fodgery.
0: Yeah. I read it as Petifoggery.
2: Yeah, no right. Petif- but- well I was gonna say petifoggery and then I for some reason my mouth said fogge. No, no.
0: Well no, it could be petty foggery, I don't know.
2: Petifoggery sounds amazing. Yeah. Sound it sounds like uh it does sound like a football player from like the MLS, yeah. doesn't and it? And also I don't want Terrence to Goog-
0: I don't want to Google it because I don't want to be disappointed about what it actually means. I'd rather just uh, imagine.
2: Get ready to be pissed off.
0: No, of course I am gonna google it. Oh, you're doing it for me.
2: Yeah. The actions of a petty fogger a trivial quarrel, he was capable of using loya- loyally rhetoric at times to the brink of petty foggery. Yeah, believe it. In, t-
0: in terms of where this issue lies, I mean, I think we're going to get into some sticky waters in terms of ranking, yeah. yo joing these issues yeah. coming up. Because are there clearly defined arcs? I'm not sure.
2: I think we should cl- I think we should scrap our yo jo from the last time, because this is obviously an and arc that's going to go on and then we'll do the whole arc once it's come to the Snake Eyes conclusion because this seems to me like unless you want to do the the the, the initial arc being up to the point Snake Eyes is captured and then the next yojo edge we do once the Snake Eyes as a cobra agent thing is Yeah, let's do that. Let's leave done.
0: what we let's leave what we've got in the bag and okay. then we'll continue to read from this issue onwards until we find a enough of a nat- natural breakpoint.
2: Totes, totes, yep. and that that leaves us on nicely then to the next issue, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, issue 161, my main cover, I've actually got the cover B as my main cover here, which is Storm Shadow and I'm assuming that's Hawk. <laughs> yeah. Um, raising their fists in the air, Black Power. So again, with weird. the American flag behind them.
2: Not 100% sure on why this has been done, but uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's okay. Um, and can I about- say Go on. that we're going to revert back to my pr- our previous stance for me, on the Larry Pencils versus Cover A. Yep, so the Cover A is
0: finished by Herb Trimpe, uh, RIP, and it is Chuckles tied to a chair with a Cobra officer about to do some torture. Well, that's on him? A Viper. Uh, yeah, that's what I said, a Viper about to do some torture on him, and the uh, uh, the prelims, the re- retailer incentive, is the, the Larry Harmer version.
2: I think Larry's, the facial features on Larry's Chuckles make sense. It looks like, you know, anger mixed with effort. And the one that they go with, he looks he's like he's gurning. It's weird. It looks like he, he looks like Roy the Rovers for a start. Chuckles, yeah. doesn't he? He Deep does cut. look like Roy the Rovers. Yeah. Deep cut guys. Um, we'll have to do. I'll have to send you a picture of a Roy the Rovers panel with that as well, next to it, just for comparisons. But yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of wobbly lines around it um, that I'm not a massive fan of, and that takes that takes me back to uh, GI Joe. Oh no, Action oh, Force. Oh yeah, your man, Robin monthly. Smith robin smith yeah anyway
0: next so this is the debut
2: of sl gallant uh, on the pencils can i can i just say that i think sl gallant and larry hammer's style works so well together and i think this was where it kind of started kind of to tie together as uh as a comic like the augustine padilla like you know work, art is is really nice but i think where larry larry's writing comes into play here Uh, The two meld so well together. And I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know how you feel about that.
0: Well, first of all, we've got Inca, Gary Erskine, and Colours by Jay Brown. And I would 100% agree with you. I think that I really liked the Padilla art, but then once, even just that first page on this issue 161, I'm like, this feels like a real American
2: hero, yes. And
0: because I think Galant, who I I believe has penciled more issues of Real American Hero than any other artist, his style is not flashy and yeah. you know over the top
2: it's it can be minimalist at times yeah and
0: also super detailed at times yeah. and but yeah. i think it for me it harkens back both the art and the storytelling of this particular issue and i think this is the best issue by far of the of the relaunch from idw i
2: bloody love this for many reasons yeah i
0: think the art style and the the style of writing really took me back to that late 20s 30s 40s issues from the marvel run it just felt like yeah. that golden age of real american hero
2: storytelling absolutely absolutely and obviously we have gung-ho lady J and clutch here kind of zooming into springfield which looks absolutely trounced yeah.
0: they've had a tip off and it turns out from storm shadow That chuckles is being held prisoner.
2: Yes, and this is obviously Storm Shadow trying to get the trust back of the Joes, basically prove that he's not, you know, under the brainwave control, the brainwave scanner control anymore. Uh, But what I love about this is that is the beautiful way that we zip in between chuckles and his. Like, I love how he's kind of made out to be this kind of like smart talking kind of undercover operative kind of like he knows that you know he knows how to be tortured and he knows how to torture obviously and he he's obviously kind of like baiting them to do worse things to him uh they smack him around the face with a with a soaked wet phone book that's quality you know they they about to like attach electrodes to his nipples probably or his testicles and they're they're just waiting there the vipers are just waiting to and the troopers are waiting there to be picked up and move on, and they're just saying, Well, let's just shoot this guy and move on. They've got a brainwave scanner
0: on page two in that heavily detailed panel where he's about to pick up the uh, he's soaking the phone book,
2: they've got a brainwave scanner, just plug him into that. Oh, the classic brainwave scanner. Yeah. Do you know what? I did not notice that. And now that you've now that you've mentioned it, I've just lost all respect for this issue. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But this is where obviously the Joes are about to make contact yeah. with uh the co- with Cobra's uh there's like a hiss tank. Uh, version 5 which came out in 2010 which i was going to do for talking toys but well, chris talks toys but that's not going to be the case now so okay. you're not going to get the his tank version 5 right. and a stinger a classic stinger there what i love about this issue is the amount of characters that's wedged into it yeah Brilliant. a lot of classics as well so you've yeah. got that, cla- like the stinger Toxo we haven't seen when's
0: the last time we saw the stinger oh, and mate. an actual close-up of the stinger driver which we get yeah
2: very rare very yeah. rare, in fact, in fact, I don't think it's happened very much at all. you know like, obviously, we know what the stinger driver looks like, thanks to the toy, yeah, but I don't yeah. think we really get many shots of the close up of the actual character, yeah i had some proper
0: nostalgic feels when I saw him kind of you know in the close up and also we see and I believe the toy came with this, lady J came with a uh, like a power lance yeah as a toy, but I don't think we ever saw her use that in the comic once.
2: No, I always used to think she just lugged it like a spear, and uh, yeah. to see it kind of fire this way is really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, so that was awesome. And then obviously Gung-Ho opens up a can as well, who- who- whoops them, but then what's really cool is that you see all the features on all of these vehicles as well, That like you see the the guns on the new Hiss tank kind of flip round at the same time, which actually is a feature on the toy as well. Right. And then you've got Jay and Gung Ho are going in to rescue Chuckles, but he's already kicked the... He's, he's replicating what's on the cover, but in a way more adult-orientated yeah. fashion. Yeah, he's kicked him right in the nads and then given him a headbutt. Bonked him in the face scalp. Yeah. yeah. Have that, you they blow the doors off. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. I only told you to blow the bloody doors off, so yeah. Gung-Ho does that, takes out a viper in the process. Meanwhile, the action's kicking off outside with Clutch, who has now clearly upgraded his vamp to have a, what was it, like a flip-down um, sort of hands-free voice laser sight, which is really cool, and voice recognition, yeah. to say bang, and then yeah. he takes out the hiss tank. And it's a, a love... that 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 series of panels is great where you see the because again on the toy you've got those like wires on the or those cables on the um gun so when it turns around you can see the twist of the cables you know that's really cool and then yeah it's just absolutely that is a beautiful i mean great colors by jay brown there as well yeah chuckles here do you you think the inclusion of chuckles
0: had anything to do with his popularity over in the other in the other idw continuity run yeah,
2: I think there's a... Chuckles is one of those characters that has always had that popularity in a weird way. Like, he was in the animated movie, but, you know, in the Sunbow cartoon, but he was always he was always depicted as this kind of dumb, doesn't speak, brute force kind of guy, when in reality, the best version of him is this kind of undercover, cool, suave operative kind of dude. Yeah. And, yeah, Cobra, the Cobra miniseries, which we're hopefully going to cover. We won't yeah. give too much away in the future on a special convergence of an episode oh, what have i said what have i said but you know yeah and i think you're right i think that his popularity kind of almost forced larry to use him in a in a really cool way here
0: yeah but he uses him really effectively yeah
2: yeah basically
0: the cobra troopers the vipers down and he pops a cap right in his head blows his brains out lady jay's going to take him into custody but then it turns out he rolls the viper over and the viper was going for his shooter
2: yeah, and, he's like, and she's like, I'm going to have to, like, report that. And he's yeah. like, whatever. F- you know. he's he's like, like, You're welcome. Anger had nothing to do with it. Kicks the guy around and he's, like, got his hand on his piece and he yeah. throws his gun yeah. back to... Just, just-,
0: just kind of, you know, reinforcing, you know, Chuckle's kind of coolest bad yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, yeah, and then obviously we come back. The guys get back and this is all kind of classic G.I. Joey stuff. They're arriving back to home base and then they've got to give the passwords. Outback's popped out from some sort of... Love it. Undercover,
2: yeah, those little hut things that like flip out the floor, yeah.
0: Jabberwock, Bandersnatch, you know, he's got to give the passwords and they've got to go through uh, Spirit Iron Knife with even more passwords. He's sitting on his rug as normal.
2: This is great because we start seeing loads of characters now. We've already got Gung Ho, Chuckles, Lady J, Clutch, now we've got Outback, and Dusty's the other one on the other side of the, yeah, uh, you know, that. And then they they pull in, you've got Spirit, and Spirit opens the hatch and he's going to go down there. And there's this talk of like. You know, they've, the, it's, this is the satellite blackout, so this is the opportunity we have to get into the base. The Hercules to be kind of, you know, also kind of parked up and, and lowered into the base. And again, you get even more characters appearing. So, yeah. you know, the guys drop the vamp off, the Hercules lands, mainframe comes out of this huge ramp, this kind of underground ramp that appears, and then he kind of like organ like gets it into position with Wild Bill and I love this is a really funny bit of dialogue I love this where he says uh, just a smidge more um yeah. so, Like when he's kind of like organizing, he, right he doesn't have a smidometer. He yeah. doesn't have a smidometer. Brilliant, love that.
0: <laughs> um There's a really cool oh, uh, the panels are here, gorgeous, aren't where they? they? They go down into the base and down the elevator, and then you see all this uh, stoppers and
2: vamps and weapons transports and havocs and all sorts. It's amazing. I think. I think I might be wrong in saying this. but I think I might be right
0: in saying this: that um, friend of the show, Mark Seddon, actually owns this original page.
2: I think I've seen him post it before. Yeah, I think yeah, he. Yeah, awesome. we
0: bought a load of pages off of uh, Gary Erskine, who was at a convention or d- does a lot of UK conventions, and uh, he managed to dig out a load of GI Joe Rinne Machin Hero pages that he'd inked. And um, I bought a few covers and a few interior pages, and I think Mark and Peter, the Seddens, they bought a bucket load as well so i'll dig those out see if i can post them up
2: that's awesome i've got to point out a few things i've just noticed on that panel um on the tail fin of the c-130 hercules it's written yo j-o-3 which is brilliant yeah and then and then in the actual uh panel where they're they're dropping down into the into the basement there's a helicopter which i think is just like it looks like a standard blackhawk helicopter i can't think what that relates to in G.I. Joe, honestly. You know, you can all crucify me for that. But then there's also an armadillo in the background there as well, like hidden away, and possibly either a Ghost Striker or a X-30, but it's hard to kind of tell with the uh, with the nose. Ah, uh, interesting. It's probably um, like a Ghost Striker or something like that, but yeah, yeah really they, cool. They've,
0: they've brought Chuckles immediately down here because he is going to interrogate Storm Shadow and kind of find out exactly what's happening with Snake Eyes. Is Storm Shadow actually out of his brainwashing
2: and back with the joes that kind of thing and then look at that next panel with again you can see all of those vehicles and everything it's just brilliant i can't get enough of this and i love it when yeah well like you said they're, they're going deeper and deeper into the depths and having this conversation that's kind of developing chuckle's character even more isn't it
0: yeah yeah because obviously he's proved that he's you know a bad a- who can withstand torture and then he's extricated himself from that situation where the, the cobra the viper was going to add a gun behind his back and he's taken him out and now he's leading the interrogation of storm shadow who uh happens to not be in his cell which is again a throwback to a previous joe issue in the oh, i can't think what the issue number is it's in the 40s where he's on alcatraz isn't he yes and he yes
2: yeah and again, really cool, really fun, like ninja. Can I can I do, play my ninja bull sh- thing again? Yeah, go on. Ninja bull, it's all the time. G.I. Joe and ninja bull. And what's funny, I think was really funny about this is it's like we got we got Roblox on security. We've got Psych out on, D- you know, he's going to make sure that this is all going to go, uh, you know, above board and everything. And they open the door and he's not in there. Yeah. And it's like, what the. F- we've been doing this entire time. And they don't actually explain how
0: he got out unless it comes no. in a subsequent issue.
2: No, no, but I think that's part of the that's part of what you this part of what I enjoy about the ninja aspect is that that stuff is like you, the magician never reveals his his, you know, the, the yeah. tricks. And I think that's perfect for Storm Shadow. You want that air of mystery, that air of like magic around them a little bit, don't you? Yeah.
0: And he's basically done this, he's escaped, but he hasn't escaped the pit because they find him in the mess hall eating some lunch brilliant he's got a suitcase which is a Uh, pit self-destruct it's uh, amazing
2: look at at duke with his hands on his face just like oh god it's basically
0: just proving look i could have set this off and blown everyone up but i didn't so i must be a good guy
2: and again we've got like law and order and the green shirts, so they're kind of like military police kind of aspect kind of thing i really like that about that and another thing about this like absolutely adore and i don't know whether this was larry probably larry did probably didn't have much to do with this particular aspect possibly in a chat between gallant and jay brown the Colorist, about putting Tripwire in his fun-school colours. Armani,
0: Prada, Versace 2, Joes changed their outfits from black to blue. Duke and Hawk look, but don't gawk. Changing their kit, whoa, was that legit? Swapping camo jackets, headgear and boots. It's now neon colours and funky spacesuits. Sci-fi, stalker and even roadblock. While Bill, Flint and Mutt gave me a shot. So go take a walk if clothes aren't your passion. Because it's comic book talk and lovely G.I. Joe fashion.
2: Which is just the biggest deep-cut ever and i will go into more detail later in the show spoiler okay. alert
0: interesting because i wondered
2: who that was mate it's absolute genius and uh, whether it was jay brown or sl galan or kind of like a mixture of the two talking back and forth about it guys you're absolute geniuses i love that they've given tripwire that deco and it's okay. fan and it relates to something in it's almost like a nod to the fanboys really and i think right. it's just brilliant all right. Well, I want to hear that. So let's let's hurry it up because I want to get to that segment now. Well, he, the, <laughs> no. another lovely thing that Storm Shadow does is he says, "Well, you couldn't have gone too far because you wouldn't have got past Spirit Eye Knife." And he says that reminds me. Yeah, give <laughs> He'll be his, wanting uh... his schmat back or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I schmat. It. Um, it's brilliant. On the
0: final page, this is the uh, this is the only criticism I'm going to give to this issue, and that is they've got some video footage. Uh, or surveillance footage, which shows track marks outside uh, a base in Utah, which is obviously the pit. And again, it's more callbacks. And the more I think about it, we've seen all this stuff before. Yeah, Uh, It's just a repeat of a load of storylines, which is potentially a slight criticism, I think. I know, I agree with you. The other thing I was going to say was, it feels like Cobra Commander's like, yeah, let's get some more information first. So I guess they're going to try and insert Snake Eyes. But it feels like we're only six issues in, and we're already getting this big master plan this epic invade the pit which i would have wanted maybe 25 issues into the run
2: yeah agreed. but also do we need an invade the pit issue when we've had it six or seven times before i mean there's other things that can be done here i think personally yeah. but no I, I agreed i agree with you totally on that and what i was kind of getting at, i think is the the it's more the relationship between writer and artist that i'm really enjoying about this particular issue and also so many beautiful ways of inserting characters without it feeling kind of dumped and crushed in there. And the size of the pit allows you to have people wandering around or to have specific characters reacting to situations like Law and the green shirts being the kind of introduced in that way. Law and order, I should say. But, you know, and also the fact that they've done that really cute homage to fun school tripwire it's just brilliant yeah, but yeah i agree yeah. with you i think how many how, why uh, you can do we're it. still uh, the joes are still in the same place it hasn't changed cobra know they're there they've yeah. always known that they've known they're there for f- ages so why does that change in any way shape or form yeah, yeah. you know I don't know
0: it's good stuff we can both agree it's good stuff and if it continues in this vein then I think we'll yeah. be scoring this particularly high
2: this issue would have been an 8 or a 9 individually for me I think. Yeah.
0: Okay, so uh, next week we'll be doing one six two, one six three. Join us for that. But right now, I'm going to eat the rest of my RX bar and go on mute while you talk. tell me about Tripwire. Chris talks about toys, ho, ho. Chris talks about G.I. Joe. He talks about all the things from the comic book and the animated show. Chris talks
2: about toys. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. So, I'm going to start from the beginning here. Well, not for the beginning. The beginning of Fun School, should we say, as a as a GI Joe toy company.
1: Calling all GI Joes! Come down to a dark corner base. Over. Five, four, three, two, one. From Fun School a new adventure every time. Start collecting now.
2: So, in the early 1990s, Indian toy company Fun School acquired the molds from Hasbro and produced their own GI Joe figures. These toys sold so well in India that they even like exported some of them to other countries. Now, because Fun School produce and manufacture the figures on their own, a lot of the Fun School figures have minor variants and differences, and especially that is with deco accessories. You know, like a few are intentionally different than other than their US counterparts, and are only exclusive to India. But for the most part, the variations are very slight—upper, lower arms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they also, obviously, because they did their own figures, they reproduced a lot of their own card art as well, which had. You know, some of some of it's like just so bad that it's good, and I think it's it's kind of got this like cult following. The Fun School art that I'm probably the tip of the spear of. No, I'm not at all, but like I definitely love it, and I think it's hilarious in t- at times. There's some absolute belters, and obviously Fun School figures were made early on with cheaper plastic, so they're not as good figure wise. And they have, like, more recently, they have, in more recent years, they have used better plastic. And the card stock was a lot thinner, so therefore it warps and, and bends very easily. And Fun School were producing JoJo figures well up to, like, 2002 as well, so that w- they'd been going for a while. And the one I wanted, obviously, the reason I'm talking about Fun School at all is because of Tripwire. And the, the Tripwire figure they released as part of the, you know, the Fun School... Uh, figure assortment, and they gave him this deco which is just nuts. Now, a little precursor to this because this was in, I want to say, two thousand three. I think they released him two thousand three. Way, way before that, obviously we had Tripwire in the GI Joe line. A number of years after that, we had Listen and Fun Tripwire, which I'm, I have to admit, when I first saw the Tripwire in this issue, I instantly went to the Listen and Fun one and thought, is that Listen and Fun deco? And then I realised. I was mixing up the Listen and Fun deco with the Fun School deco. So, Listen and Fun was like a tape and an action figure kind of combo. They did it with a number of different brands, but obviously, Tripwire was the G.I. Joe they chose for it. And they gave them this like wild orange kind of deco. What year was this again? Uh, this was 1985 for right. the Listen and Fun Tripwire. So, the original Tripwire was 83. Then they did this version two in 85, and it was like it's kind of like red and orange mix. It's really mental, but I absolutely thought it it was glorious. And then obviously, they did a tripwire version three in the Tiger Force in 88. Uh, So there's quite a few versions of tripwire out. There's even, I mean, in the UK, we had tripwire uh, repainted in SAS colors and called blades for the uh, the, uh, palatoid. I'm I'm looking at him right now.
0: I've got him in my my little case there.
2: He's great, love him, and uh, they also released Tripwire carded a Palatoy carded version in the UK as well. So, uh, regular Tripwire with a regular deco. So yeah, there's loads of, like there were loads of Tripwires going on. Uh, we even had, I think, another Tripwire in two thousand one, a uh, version four, which kind of came out, I guess, in like the Real American Heroes collection. So you know, the, a lot of Tripwires had happened before we got this one, or before India got this one, and it's just bonkers. Purple and then a red visor with an orange bomb vest and like slightly darker orange kind of like wrist and and kind of shin areas and he's got written on the in black on the actual chest bomb squad which is just fucking awesome nice. the accessories that came he came with were bonkers purple versions of his backpack and mine's blue metal detector with like it's it's wild and uh, and the little black the black cable but just awesome the carded figure if you were to look at the actual carded figure they did or they redid the card art in the same pose and it's hilarious i just I'll, I'll show you it just you know it's it's really goofy and obviously there's the level of quality has dropped considerably here but there's something so charming about it and i know the sedans are going to give me about liking this particular figure but the fact that this deco is utilised in the comic is just such a fan fanboy fan*****, I'm going to call it. But it's great. And anyway, he did get his... Uh, I think they used basically the same information from the original Tripwire file card. But the file card's even really low quality as well. Like, it's on... You, you can tell. I'll, I'll show. I send a picture up and it's just, yeah, like, cool. you know, very basic. But, you know, it's codenamed Tripwire Mini mini Detector. <laughs> mini nice detector not mine detector mini detector file name scoog tormod s so it's the same tripwire name same serial number i'm not going to read that out it's mental primary military specialty explosive ordnance disposal secondary military specialty demolitions birthplace hibbing minnesota grade e4 specialist "'Tripwire dropped out of high school at a naval base in Yokosuka, Japan—father is Korean Navy in brackets—spent two years in a Zen monastery, pondering the meaning of life, (laughs) expelled for breaking too many dishes and spilling every conceivable liquid, joined the army at 19 and received spiritual awakening on the grenade range.' proficient with all nato and warsaw pact explosives detonators ignition initiators and blasting machines qualified expert m1911a auto pistol tripwire freaks people out he's always clumsy jittery and dropping things except when he's working with high explosives explosives are the only thing that calm him down and that is the fun school tripwire that appears in this issue of a real american hero that's blown your mind hasn't it it has it's literally blown my mind yeah. because he's tripwire and it's great it's great good stuff good stuff more toys next week what little gems
0: can chris pull out of the bag for
2: us we'll find out i was gonna i was gonna pull out just to stand oh, let's talk about the new His tank and then i was like is that a fun school deco tripwire sure is. yes it f-ing is
0: Win, win, win. Now that is over. Let's confuse some people because it's time for British colloquialisms, aka over egging the pudding. We got a pudding. We're going to egg it. We got a pudding. We're going to over egg it. We got a pudding. We got no criticisms. That means it's time for some British colloquialisms.
2: I like how you said that in a way that was kind of like, kind of relieved. (laughs) No.
0: Um, I'm relieved that. Uh, I didn't have one, but you gave me one in the beginning of this episode. Boner. Uh, no. Nah, uh, in America, this would you'd say if someone grassed you up. Uh, and in the UK, especially when we were around as kids, uh, you were dobbed in. Did I, did I say that? You said dobbed in, yeah. What did I say in regards to? Someone's dobbed someone in. I don't know. Did I say that? And at the That's time, amazing. I was like, I'm using that.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. I still haven't got one. Hang on. Give me a sec. <laughs>
0: Dobbed in if you were told on someone or or grasped on someone, yeah.
2: Oh, he dobbed me in. That's amazing. I don't even remember. I don't even remember f- using that. That's incredible.
0: So normally when we before we start recording, uh, I'll say right, I'm ready, and then he'll say right, let's start recording, and I'll say oh actually I'm not ready. I- I've forgotten to do something, or uh, I haven't got my snack, or I haven't got my drink, and um, then I have to fart around trying to sort it all out and then at the start of this one uh, i said right i haven't got a british colloquialism don't worry while you're doing toy talk i'll um I'll, I'll try and think of one and you said yeah i haven't got one either don't worry i'll think of one but you didn't have a really a segment of the show downtime to enable you to actually uh, think of one
2: no so now i'm here pulling on my pud yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm just reading loads i'm reading loads and just using them but right. not actually explaining that that's what i'm using purple-headed womb broom that's interesting no.
0: sure should we, should we, do you want to uh do you want to buy you know you know one?
2: no no this is what i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and i think it's genius what i'm gonna, about to say i'm just gonna sack it off sack it off yeah there you go there you go to sack it off as in to to give it up i've just literally used one i mean people are going to think i've probably planned that but no there you go he's sacking it off he's, he's had enough he's, he's he's getting rid of it done
0: done thank End. you time, oh, that, called, was, he's called that, time. Was,
2: that was really well planned yeah
0: brilliant well done well done <laughs> accidental <laughs> Move, moving on to a segment that might go a little bit smoother uh, it's time to listeners answer a question listeners answer a question posed by us just for you listeners answer a question so the question we put to people this week was are there any good examples of movie franchises that started well Uh, went downhill and then had an uptick, uh, came back to form, if you will.
2: Really, really interesting question, that, yeah. So
0: I'm going to read out all the examples that we had. The most common one, uh, given to us by three or four people, was the Fast and the Furious.
1: I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters, not the mortgage, not the store, not my team and all their bull******. For those 10
0: seconds or less, I'm
2: free. <laughs> now, surely that's just level playing field all the way. Hey. Well,
0: I, I I have watched them all. And I think I watched the first one when it came out. And it was okay, I think, for me. And the second one, I think, was similar. The third one, I think, is, the, is that Tokyo Drift, which I thought was pretty poor. Then I didn't bother watching anymore. And then when it kind of... That resurgence came back whenever it was, and they started going massively OTT. Yeah, and everyone was we'll get the jumping rock in, on. We'll get this guy in. We'll everyone get that was jumping on that yeah. tr- that bandwagon. That it became trendy. I went back and watched them, and I think I do like the recent. I don't. I can't. I can't tell them apart though. They well, all mold into saying. one for me. That's
2: what I'm saying. The same for me. Like, surely that is just a movie franchise that has got like a, just a constant con- consistency. Yes, they're kind of dire and garbage, but at the same time, there's a charm to them. And they're quite fun, yeah. and because of that, like we know exactly what we are, and we're just going to do it anyway. I think it does kind of have like a really nice fun entertaining aspect to it but yeah they're all the same i couldn't pick one from the other i could not tell you what happens in one specific apart from tokyo drift because it's so specifically obvious what happens in it same now i think i'm the question might not
0: have even been what was a great franchise that went downhill and came back the question might have even been because i can't even remember a franchise that went downhill and came back up so it might have been not very good in the first place but then got even worse and came back up So this probably does tick that box. I'm going to give it to all the people who said that. I'm giving you a Talking Joe tick of approval on that one.
2: And I'll remove that and give you a Talking Joe (laughs) um, punch in the groin Um, of disapproval. Another
0: one Um, we had was Robocop, interestingly. What are your
1: prime directives? Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law.
0: Well, actually, yeah. Because, now, well, although. Fo- now, forgive me if I'm wrong, but are there four Robocop movies, which, if you include the reboot? One, two, three, and
2: then reboot. So yeah. four, now, yes. Now,
0: I think. I've seen the reboot, and I think I thought it was okay. Well, yeah, and it's better I than think three. It's, I think, yeah, I think wow. it's pretty
2: much. I don't think I've seen three. Mate. Mate. Okay, well, but for, for me, Robocop is an amazing movie. That first one is just like a cult classic that is, yep. you, you know, it's it's nuts. I mean, it's brutally violent. In cr- I mean, I, I, for years I watched, I'd only seen the ITV made for f-ing TV version of it. Yep. But then when I saw the actual original and it had, you know, all of the stuff like him getting taken to pieces by the, or them we at him and everything. That was, that was intense. And then like all of the the things like the toxic waste incident and all that kind of f- It's like, wow. And, and I missed all, I didn't see that until my twenties, believe it or not. So I'd, I'd kind of gone all that time without actually seeing the original intent, like that what the original version was. And, it, you know, that that's kind of up there as a big, big classic cult movie. The second one removes a lot of the budget. Like, it's almost as if they were like, let's do this on a, re- a much smaller budget. And you can tell because a lot, a lot of the set pieces are kind of smaller, the sets look really fake... It's not very good. I think a lot of the budget maybe went into trying to do the CGI for the for the bad guy, and it just doesn't really work very well. The third one is just utter garbage, and then the reboot. I think for the me, third will, third one interesting.
0: I think was written by Frank Miller, who that's so bad. is obviously legendary comic it's book got writer f- artist.
2: Rocket pack on in the third one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like flying it. around in a f- jet pack. It's just so weird and. Sh- yeah, but the reboot. So,
0: are we giving that? We're giving that the Talking Joe tick of approval.
2: Yeah, the the reboot. Oh, it was it was okay. Like I, I, it was probably like a yeah, it was alright. But, but I wasn't blown away by it. Yeah, okay. better than the third one. So right. I agree, um, Yeah, Night
0: of the Living Dead. The dead were coming back to life. We should have been afraid of them, but we weren't.
2: I don't. I'm not really. I mean, I've seen a few of them, but I'm not really that okay yeah, with the whole uh, unfortunately, series.
0: We can't comment on that, but yeah. I'm not it, a
2: ma- massive fan of that kind of stuff, Have a honestly. discussion
0: online. I was surprised we didn't really get, that was the only horror suggestion we got, because ho- horror there must be franchise, horror, is a, horror is a genre that produces, <laughs> lots, <movie>. of, <laughs> that produces lots of franchises and, and sequels and stuff, um, but yeah, we didn't really get any examples, so interesting to hear out there if you're a horror fan and, and you think there was a series that got worse and then got better, let us know. Uh, Mission Impossible. Good morning, Mr. Phelps. This is your
1: mission, should you choose to accept it.
0: I don't know if i found that pretty consistent as well. I, From my brief exposure to it, the uh, first one I thought was, I still don't understand it, really complicated, I thought it was a bit dry, and maybe a bit boring. Second one, died by John Woo, I thought was awful, uh, and then, obviously, the later ones have been okay, so I guess if you
2: base it on the second one being awful then yeah i guess it does get better there's always a bit of a drop isn't i mean very rarely do sequels kind of improve a movie franchise but i'm you know i say very rarely i don't say all the time it has happened where a sequel has been better than the first one terminator 2 you could probably argue i think a a lot of people
0: cite toy story 2 godfather 2 i think and maybe Terminator 2 is three of the prime ones but anyway Mm -hmm. we're not talking about better sequels Star Trek
1: travel forward with us 300 years into the future to confront the greatest mystery ever to threaten mankind we are aboard a huge starship
0: called the Enterprise this is the return of Captain Kirk not really a Star Trek fan so I can't really comment on that
2: yeah I mean I've, I think I've seen all of the films but I definitely think the most recent ones I've really enjoyed oh yeah, yeah actually yeah the... the
0: reboot ones I have seen yeah. them and they're, they're actually quite fun so
2: I enjoy them I think they're great yeah, I think the, so, the, the, car- the casting for that is, is wicked yeah, we'll give you a tick there and the same
0: person I forget who it was sorry I forgot your name Um, said Westworld
1: we will soon be landing at Westworld the ultimate resort we have you on grid five over it consists of three worlds of the past locking in now worlds where you can live out your every
0: fantasy but i only know there's a movie and then a tv show
2: yeah that's not a
0: film series is it not really it's not really a movie franchise and i don't know how well regarded the first one is so or the movie is so can't really comment on that someone's put rocky here his name is sylvester stallone he's
1: the star of a new film called
0: rocky now Interestingly, I am actually started watching Rocky 2 yesterday. uh, That's a good shout, actually. And I'll finish watching that. But um, Rocky, for me, just for listeners if they want to know, Rocky is my number five movie of all time. Right. The first one. Yeah. Uh, I really like the second one as well. I really like the third one. I really like the fourth one. The fifth one, I think, is still watchable, but is definitely down on the first four. Then Balboa came out, I think. Oh, right, okay. which I really liked, and then the Creed movies, which I wasn't overfussed on
2: okay i've I've heard other fans of Rocky say almost the opposite thing that you're saying, okay, where they love the first one, the then kind of like dwindles a little bit in quality, and then they think creed. Uh, that is like, the, is, has really brought it back, and they're amazing and all that kind of stuff. For me,
0: I think I haven't seen Cre- the second Creed one. I thought the first Creed one was okay. No, it's not a bad movie at all. I just found the lead character very annoying.
2: Michael B. Jordan. Yeah,
0: just I do not like him uh, as a not not personally, uh, he's probably a really nice man, but I just find the, his portrayal of the character very annoying. Anyway, cool.
2: I haven't seen either of them, so I can't. I'm just telling you what I've heard yep. from. Rocky fans. Right, let's
0: rattle through these ones Uh, Batman
2: Emergency, Batman speaking Warning all of you to
1: brace yourselves for big news, the biggest Tell them Robin Holy superlatives Batman, it's really exciting Soon, very soon Batman and I will be batapulting right out of your TV sets and onto your theatre screens
0: Obviously the strong. Arguably the best Batman movie ever made
2: 1966, Adam West That's not a joke (laughs) I know, but I don't think that's what people were intending okay. in their description of the bat. But they—it's no, a—it's a banger. It's a it, banger. It's an
0: absolute classic. Uh, then obviously, ninety—the
2: 19- the Keaton one's amazing.
0: Nineteen eighty-nine Batman is my number. I think it's my number eight best film of all time.
2: That's awesome. 89. Yeah, that's, it's really good. Batman, really good.
0: Batman Returns, very strong.
2: Yes, absolutely classic, Tim Burton. Yeah.
0: Then it does start going downhill a little bit. Three yep. is watchable, I think. Haven't it's seen it in ages. Then what's next? Is it Batman and Robin the with the Batman Bat and Clooney Robin. Batnipples?
2: Batman... Batman Forever was the third one, right? That's it, yeah, yeah. Then you've got yeah, Batman, Batman and Robin, Robin. Clooney. Oh, awful. God, that's terrible.
0: Then Batnips. Con- controversially, I am not a massive Nolan Batman fan. The third of the Nolan Batmans is my favourite. I'm I really don't like Dark Knight Rises. Okay. But because with Dark
2: Knight Rises the Bane one. Yeah, no, that's the third what? one. No, what am
0: I talking about then? What's the Joker one? I don't like Heath Ledger's Joker. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, that's it, yeah. Sorry. I, like, I quite like the third one, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Um, okay. But I think we'll give that a tick because it definitely did have a down period and it definitely did get better than but, uh, Batman and Robin. And now, so that's and, now we've got,
2: and now we've got
0: like Justice League and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's gone back down again. You yeah, know that's... Um, yeah. Right, uh, Bond. Someone's put Bond as a franchise. Your file shows no kills Bond. But to become a double O, it takes two.
1: How did you die? Your contact? Not well. You needn't worry. Second is.
0: Yes. Considerably. That's a tricky one. That's a tricky Bonnie's one. a
2: weird one for me. I feel like. I used to, I, I, the reasons I loved Bond were as a, as a kid, just loving all of the most ridiculous aspects of it. Yep. And what I feel like the new Bond does is it makes it all a little bit gritty and real, and a little bit kind of boring. Takes a lot of the fun out of it. Yep. And I'm not saying that I um, I wasn't I wasn't a massive Bond fan, but I remember my nostalgic feels as a kid watching like kind of like Saturday afternoon, around your nan and your granddad's the be a James Bond on, and it'd be like. Moore or Connery or someone like that, and you just be like, "Oh man, it's crazy, cool, and fun, and ridiculous, and bonkers." Yeah. And then the yeah, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I th- they're not going to do that with this with this series. But I just some of them I found bloody diabolical. Like the um, Casino Royale was okay, but very like I was expecting some something else to happen, and it never really did. Yep. And then the second one, what was that called? That was. It f- no is What was that called? It's got a weird name and it's like in the desert and there's a hotel and there's about water and all yeah. that. But f- it's it's boring as f***ing in hell. Yeah. And then they they started to improve a little bit with Skyfall and and the other ones but like I Quantum don't know of I was, I was, Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace so boring. Even the name's boring. Yeah. But the other, some of the other ones were a bit better. For me
0: uh Roger Moore is the best Bond by a country mile. Connery. <coughs> okay. Uh I like Moore's schmoozy yeah he was, no, he, he, was, schmooze, he, was cool. he hardly ever fires a gun he's basically yeah. all about the chop to the neck or swinging on something and doing a two-footed <laughs> kick uh, <laughs> it's just so true just love love spy love me and live and let die are my two favorite bomb movies by a country mile so i say connery i don't mind connery i like pierce brosnan's my second favorite one because i like that silliness aspect, and he, yeah. he was the closest to Roger Moore for me, um, so I, 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 I'm i on the fence as to whether that was a s- franchise that was, went downhill and came back again,
2: um, because It's evolved, in yeah, a sense, so, hasn't uh, it? Yeah, uh, evolution.
0: Very quickly, uh, X-Men
1: I'm Professor Charles Xavier I built
0: this school where mutants could
1: learn to focus their powers in a positive way and also learn that mankind was not evil, just Uninformed. You'll be safe here from Magneto. Oh, okay. Started
2: strong. Started strong with the first one. The yeah. second one wasn't as good. The third one was sh- as balls. Yeah. Then the reboot. Then the reboot. I get what well, the like the first class like and that. those ones. I wasn't. I first class was okay. Days of Future Past. Certain was good. parts Days of Future Past was much better. And then the last, was it uh, the, f- um... Whatever
0: the... No, there was the Apocalypse one. That was Turd.
2: Oh, my God. Apocalypse was the worst film yeah. ever. So disappointing.
0: So that's kind of like... A, I think, I'm i going to put that down as a up, down, up, down. <laughs> that is the, all over the... On the, the graph. So, yeah, I guess it, it did it have a resurgence, finish, but then but it went down again, so...
2: I suppose it's finished strong with Logan. What was... W- no, actually, the last one was the last uh, first class kind of uh, era, wasn't it, yeah. with um, the Phoenix? Yeah. So, and I didn't really think that was great, honestly. It was okay. It didn't deserve the amount of it got. It was better than Apocalypse, but it wasn't very great. Yeah. Right. So, on the fence, we're on the the fence. That's an up
0: down, up downer. Spider Man. Who am I? You sure you want to know? If somebody told you I was just your average, ordinary guy, not a care in the
2: world, somebody lied. Can't
0: comment on the 1960s live action movie because I haven't seen it.
2: I love that movie. Okay. Again, so, nostalgia. Right, feels. started
0: strong, and then we come forward. I guess to the Tobey Maguire trilogy. Wasn't a fan
2: of Tobey Maguire. I wasn't a fan of those Spider-Man movies. I yeah. think I'm very f- in a, a small minority that didn't like those films very then much. Then we
0: get the then we get the reboot with. Um, I preferred
2: the Amazing Spider-Man to Tobey Maguire's, even though that wasn't really. Is that really the current game?
0: one, the Tom Holland one?
2: no that was the uh Anna, Anna garfield andrew garfield oh andrew garfield oh yeah he did two, two movies, he? movies yeah i preferred yeah.
0: him i thought he was brilliant as spider-man
2: i thought he was much better than toby Maguire. but then tom holland comes along can't remember the movies ab- obliterates um, both of them
0: i didn't like uh, that what, what's that called homecoming is it yeah i love yeah Boy. it's all right it's run of the mill the best spider-man movie it. by a country mile is into the spider-verse
2: oh agreed it's Brilliant. So
0: for me, that is a franchise good because I actually quite liked that first Toby Maguire Spider-Man and the second one. Then for me it went downhill. Garfield was probably on par, then it went downhill with Tom Holland and the current Marvel Universe stuff. And nice. then upticked with Spider-Verse. So yes, I'll give you that.
2: Um I was I was a big fan of Tom Holland. Uh, so. Thor. your ancestors
0: called it magic. And you call it science. I come from a place where they're one and the same. Three movies in the bag. Thor First Ragnarok First one was ve- pretty good. First one was and- good. Second one was turd. Third yeah. one, good. So that's... That That absolutely ticks the box for what we were looking for. Well done, whoever said that. I think it was Seddon. Although he did about seven suggestions, so he's going to get one right, surely. Uh, yeah. Jurassic series. Dr. Grant. My dear Dr.
2: Sutton. Welcome to Jurassic Park. You said this was going to go quicker. Yeah, well, I'm than- trying to hurry up the segment. You well, keep talking. Well, for me, for me, Jurassic Park is a brilliant i love it all across the board and i love the jurassic world movies so you love them all f- anyone that says anything bad yep. about lost world or jurassic park 3 they'll have me to answer to okay yeah probably I'm, the Seddens.
0: i'm not i'm not i'm probably in your boat that in the i like the first one i can't really remember the second one or the third one but oh, i, I don't i don't remember there being a massive down tick and then an uptick so no you're not getting you're not having that one two There's more to go
2: dinosaurs man on screen
0: Two more to go, yeah. Two more to go, uh, Harry Potter. Dear Mr. Potter, you have been accepted to Hogwarts School
1: of Witchcraft and Wizardry.
0: Potter's a series that I literally it's, it's just don't one care big No, I just don't care about it. I just, just don't care in film. one iota about Potter. I'm not saying they're bad movies at all, because I've watched them all and I sat through them to the finish, but
2: just don't care just i'm not i'm, I'm not a huge fan but obviously I, I i respect the game and uh i have been to the i've taken kate a few times because she's a big harry potter fan and her mom is as well right but uh we've gone to the warner brothers studio in um the big studio in watford uh, where they do all where you have all of the set pieces that they did for the um, films and everything. it's incredible um...
0: I know what you mean. It's, it's in Watford. Lucas Lucasfilm used to do a lot of stuff there, didn't they?
2: Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a really, really cool big place, and they've they've decked it out like you know it's a full Harry Potter experience, and you go around and check everything out. It's amazing. What goes into those films is quite remarkable, and the films themselves are fantastic. They're beautiful. They're really cool, and they're you know fun for kids or whatever, and 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 adults alike. Are um, hugely popular. But I can't see at any point I could not tell you where it drops and and goes up. Like it just for me it's one it's a Fast and the Furious franchise. It's it's it starts well and just consistently moves along a line for me. Yep.
0: Okay, last one is Planet of the Apes.
1: Discover Planet of the Apes.
0: A civilization where humans run wild in the jungles. The
1: superior beings are apes.
0: Now, I cannot recall watching all of the original Planet of the Apes. I think there's five, maybe, was there originally?
2: For me, I just think they've done really good movies recently with Rise and War and all that kind of stuff, and Dawn. Dawn, Rise and War, War for the Planet of the Apes. They've all been really interesting and kind of surprisingly good. I wasn't expecting the level of... That they were to be, and and they've been really good for me. yeah. But, yeah.
0: Of those rem- remade ones, I thought the first one was pretty good. I re- I really liked the second one, and I didn't particularly like the third one. But That's weird. It went com- up and up and up for me. In comparison to the you
2: know the original Charlton Heston stuff, I <laughs> I don't think I've <laughs> watched them all. One that sh- one that was the reboot before the in between. Do you remember the reboot? No, I don't even know what they're.
0: Isn't it? It's Planet of the Apes. Something like Return to the Planet of the Apes. Something else. Apes. Uh, apes was it Mark snacks, Wahlberg that? oh yeah that one I forgot about that one there was a Tim Burton one in between yeah you're right you're right the Tim Burton Mark Wahlberg one yeah yeah I forgot about that um, so we'll probably go yeah we'll give you a tick for that one series that went down and went up uh, and yeah. that is it for that 20 minute segment at the end Jesus. of Talking to episode 58
2: <laughs> I'll have to cut a lot of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you uh, enjoyed all that, come back next week and uh, see see what other yo, questions yo. we can e count to 20 minutes. But it's been fun. You can catch us in the usual places. That's Talking underscore Joe on Twitter, Talking Joe Comics on the Instagram, Talking Joe Comics at gmail.com if you want to pop us a line, Talking Joe, a G.I. Joe podcast on the Facebook. And we actually sent uh, Sam Myers yo, yo. a... Uh, no prize in the post from way back when he explained something about Castle Destro when they were laying siege to Castle Destro in that issue and uh, we sent him a, uh, something in the post and he actually received, he sent me a message saying he received it so good man in, inside information it sounds to me, great so.
2: he always comments on Patreon things to the full force as well so big shout out to Sam you're yeah. an absolute that, ledge buddy.
0: you're a ledge get it where can the people find you sir
2: I am Diagnostic80 on Twitter and Instagram and you can get us on the full force podcast yo, which yo. is everywhere Podbean iTunes Stitcher Twitter Facebook and then, of course, Patreon and YouTube. Yep, yep, good stuff, good stuff. Go and check
0: that out. Uh, you can find me, cheapy Two Shoes, on Twitter, or my new podcast, The Outer Timers. Find that. We're on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and all the pod places like my buddy Chris just mentioned. Uh, we will be reading issues 162, 163 for next week, so do that if you want to do your homework and be in on the game. There'll also be a question coming out probably around Sunday for you to answer yo, which we'll be reading out on the next episode and with all that said and done we'll see you down the road let's skin out let's skin out yeah <laughs> deep cut out of deep timers cut. episode one out of
2: timers baby check it out <laughs> yo yo